The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In this episode, we wrap up our series on the top 10 things we've learned in our 22-year lesbian relationship. We're not psychotherapists, but we are lesbians. And we've got 22 years and counting in the books. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome. Welcome in on what is this is the eve of our cat's birthday. Oh, yeah, it is. Bear is going to be seven years old. And that's our cat content for this episode. <laughs> Lesbians and their cat. Okay, so before we get into the very last part in this three-part series, we wanted to just kind of do a quick recap so far of the top 10 things that we've learned. Mm-hmm. So, so number 10, choose your battles and choose your times. Because if you're going to bring something up, just take a moment and consider, is this a good time? Is this, you, you, do you really want to go into this? That's number 10. Number nine, a part of you is going to want to go into it, but have some self-regulation skills. Yes. It's part of being grown up. Mm -hmm. Number nine, accept responsibility for your feelings. People don't make you feel things. They do have an influence on how you feel though. So you're going to just keep in mind that balance. Yeah. Number eight, not every issue needs to turn into a cycle therapy session. We are not each other's psychotherapists. No. Number seven. All the time. Sometimes we are. <laughs> okay. Number seven, learn how to fight. Yes. Be a good fighter. Learn how to fight. Mm -hmm. Fight fair. Mm -hmm. Don't fight to beat up on the other person, you know? Because the goal isn't about not fighting. It's knowing how to fight well. <gasps> Ooh, I like that. Thank you. Number six, use a personality assessment tool. We have found these so helpful. So helpful. It helps you to not take things personally. Mm -hmm. Just knowing Very and, and knowing and accepting your personality, your partner's personality. Mm -hmm. Number five, sex. Are you making your voice sexy? After dark. <laughs> sex. We recommend it. Yes. Yes. Number four, 
Adventure and novelty are bonding. And for some, for some couples, and we are one of them, in order to experience adventure and novelty, you're going to have to make an effort. Otherwise, you could mm-hmm. get in a rut very, mm-hmm. very easily. Yep. Number three. Accept your partner. Love them, not your fantasy of them. Reality. Yeah. That's where the real adventure starts, is when you're like, oh, this is reality. And I think that's why we all, maybe not all of us, enjoy Hallmark movies. That's right. Because then you get lives in the fantasy, right? Right. Right. Especially during Christmas. And I think that's what also, for me, brings an enjoyment when you are having a great date mm. or you're enjoying a beautiful time preparing dinner together. You know, mm-hmm. some, some moment that feels kind of like a Hallmark movie, mm. just a moment or a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, it makes you appreciate it. Okay, so that was number three. And in this episode, well, coming up... Stay tuned. Find out. We have the rest for you. Okay. We're ready for lessons two, one, and then we have some bonus. Then we have a bonus little segment. Yeah, Yeah, some more uh, lesbian advice. Ready? I'm ready. This is number two. Am I supposed to say? I think so. Okay. So I'm like, why are we, what is it? Why are we building this anticipation? She's oh, sorry, guys. Okay. Number two is learn about attachment theory and think in terms of your attachment styles. Mm-hmm. And Sienna is the one who and again, introduced me to this. So I'm going to let we're Sienna not, take the rest of this. But we are not psychotherapists. So we would love to recommend a book. We're just sharing what we learned. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I supposed to say the book now? Yeah, because you wrote it okay. down. <laughs> the book is called Attached, The New <laughs> Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep oh, Love Yeah, by Amir Levine? Levine? Levine, I think. Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. Yes. And we will put this information in the show notes mm-hmm. or in the, in the blog that's linked from the show notes but that is the book. So this was so helpful for us because again, similar to, similarly to the personality assessments, but this is, goes even deeper. This is specifically about relationships. This is specifically for love languages, relationships. uh, But basically your attachment style is formed from your very early years, primarily between yourself and your primary caregiver. That is how the attachment style is formed. And now attachment in this sense is specifically referring to how you relate to other people. Yes. How you attach. How you related to that primary caregiver. How you attach to the primary caregiver. Yeah. Okay. So there are various types of attachment styles. We can start with this the secure attachment style, which I think is what we all strive for. That's Maybe the healthy Some of one. us are there already. Yes. That's secure. And this is, you know, a person that's comfortable with closeness, trusts that they are valuable and worthy of love. They're able to communicate openly and honestly, and they can, they can be needed 
by their partner, but also be independent. So that sounds that's very what secure. secure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and another attachment style is the anxious attachment style. And this one is characterized by fear, fear of rejection and, and abandonment. They need a lot of reassurance, but have trouble trusting it when it does come. They take care of others, but can often feel resentful because they don't feel they've been taken care of. Mm. Uh, They feel desperate to be heard and validated, and they crave closeness, but they also associate closeness with abandonment. And for me, this one is probably the closest to my attachment style, Mm. is the anxious attachment style. Another attachment style is the avoidant attachment style. And this person has a hard time knowing what they even feel. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to even know that they even have a feeling, let alone what that feeling is. They often want a relationship, but closeness feels uncomfortable and mysterious. They approach emotional problems with reason and logic, and they never really learned how to deal with conflict in relationships. Uh, What are their attachment needs? They don't have those. They don't have Supposedly. attachment needs. Right, yeah. right. So that's the avoidant. And that is probably the closest to for me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I also think this next one... This feels... next one is... I also feel connected to this one yeah. too in some ways. Are you saying you feel a little connected to this so. one? Yeah. And honestly, I mean, aren't... I bet... Again, not psychotherapist here. Right. But I bet... All of these attachment styles mm-hmm. is kind of it reminds me of the whole like sexuality like you're not just right there's, a, there's spectrum, a spectrum right yes yeah. yes and okay so, but this is the fourth and last of the atta- the general attachment yes styles, yes right? and okay. the fourth and last is disorganized disorganized so for this person things just feel unsafe their inner experience is chaotic and confusing at times they pull you in then push you out. Then they pull you in again. They have a negative self-image. They can't go forward with others until it feels safe enough to trust. But what is trust? It's it's Mm. just so confusing, right? Disorganized is a very nice way of (laughs) labeling this one. Their behaviors are unpredictable and sometimes hard to categorize. So it's like, Mm. I don't know where they're coming from. You know, what's going on? The part that I identify with this in the disorganized attachment style is the pull you in and push you out. Mm. You know, pull you in because I crave the the closeness, but then push you out when it doesn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. That's the piece that I'm like, I'm a, yeah, I have some, uh, have some of that. Mm. Now that you've refreshed my memory by reading that, I do feel the most uh, avoidant. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, these are the four different attachment styles and why it's so important to know what yours is as well as what your partner's is, is you can start to attribute certain behaviors to the attachment style and less personally, Mm -hmm. which I think is so helpful because what doesn't feel personal Everything feels personal. Right. Life is personal. You are a person, so or yeah, it can it's hard feel to... personal, right? And yeah. especially in your intimate, most intimate relationship, it's hard to not take things personally. So in this way, you can really uh, find 
this common safe ground of understanding. Yes. Okay. And you can start to speak a language. Yes. Okay. Well, this, this sounds like it's the avoidant yeah. attachment style. This sounds like this. Mm-hmm. And you can speak from that space that can feel safer than just shooting from the hip with a reaction to yeah. something. Yeah. It, I, I think what you said about having a common language Oh my gosh. Yeah. So super helpful to have a framework Mm -hmm. that's independent from your relationship in that Mm -hmm. very personal way. It's like, look, this is a framework by which you can uh, kind of start to understand the dynamics in your relationship. And, and, uh, it's, (laughs) you know, that phrase, it's not you Mm -hmm. or not, it's not Mm -hmm. you, it's me, you know, that whole thing. This kind of validates that in the, the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Like, look, it's not you personally. It is right. me. You yeah. know, it's, 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 it's your stuff. It's my stuff mm-hmm. as, as individual people. Mm-hmm. And then we come together and it feels like a big hot mess, mm-hmm. but there is, uh, there is a way to make sense of it. It's not there is, and such a mess. Right. And yeah. A lot of what we're saying right now might sound familiar because of the tip we gave earlier about personal assessment tools. Okay. However, this takes it a little deeper. Mm -hmm. And this also leads into number one, really. Yes. So just to recap before we go to number one, number two is learn about attachment theory and think in terms of your attachment styles Mm -hmm. in your relationship. Okay, we finally reached number one. Number one. And we're going to have a bonus after that. But and again, a bonus. Number one is, how do we put this in a, a quick phrase? I should have prepared. Realize that the coming together of two people in an intimate relationship is truly the opportunity to heal. And that is really why we come together. That's how we end up is together. Is the opportunity as a to heal. That was really a good job, Sienna. And this comes from our wounds. So the number one tip is to realize this grander picture, this grander reason for coming together as a couple, for being connected, is to help each other heal our wounds. Mm. So how is this connected to attachment, uh, to our attachment styles? Well, in the the creation of our attachment styles, that's where we get wounded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, again, our parents, our caretakers, everyone really is trying their best. Mm -hmm. We have a podcast on that too, how we're all trying our best. But that is when our attachment styles are formed and that's also when our wounds are created. Mm -hmm. So now we have these wounds, we're walking around with these wounds and we tend to choose intimate partners that are similar to the primary caregiver that helped us create these wounds. That wounded us. That wounded us, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to say it in a nicer way, but yeah. sorry. That wounded us. And so the opportunity now is now we're with someone by choice that we have an opportunity to heal these old wounds with. Mm. So that's also the reason why you know, if, if you aren't happy in your relationship, and again, we're not talking about abusive relationships. Unhealthy, yeah, um, an unhealthy 
were, that you need to Harm, get out harmful of. Harmful relationships, right. yes. Get out of those. But we were, you know, when we get out of relationships, I've often thought that sometimes we get out of them too quickly. Mm. It's just uncomfortable. We're not happy. Let's just... The grass is greener. Yeah. Bye. You know, and you just, you get out of it. But oftentimes what happens is you manifest a very similar type of partner Mm -hmm. because it is this similar type of person that is going to help us heal, you know, help you heal. And I've definitely, we've, we've, we've found that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this number one is really, it's a spiritual thing. You know, because we have found there to be a lot of comfort, reassurance, uh, just a sense of grounding to come back to the realization, some might call it a belief, that we are in this relationship with each other as part of the soul or the spirit's evolution. And Mm. you can call it healing, Mm -hmm. you know, but... But there is a larger spiritual reason or dimension and meaning yeah. to the relationship. It's not just about trying to find the happily ever after with right. you know, security I mean, and material bigger, things and yeah. to climb the ladder. It's, it's so much deeper and broader than that. There's soul lessons. There's soul contracts. You know, one of my wounds, I would say, is uh, the fear of abandonment because I was abandoned. I also have this uh, this general feeling and stance of not feeling safe. That's sort of my first go-to, like, oh, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. So I bring that baggage and those wounds to my relationships. And with Toast, it's interesting because... Some of her behavior is similar to some of my caretakers that have wounded me the most. And in this opportunity, I have, I can heal this past if I'm willing to be vulnerable enough to, to open up that space, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. because it's interesting too, like, like the person I was with before toast was also had a similar kind of stoic way, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. And so that's me looking, being drawn to a certain pattern that I knew growing up. Right. And I know it's uncomfortable. It's weird thinking about pairing your primary caregiver with your intimate partner, but that's just the reality, right. Of energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I bet, but, I bet there's a lot of people, whoever's listening to this, mm-hmm. that will know what we're talking about. Yeah. Because, yeah, but, it's weird on one hand, but yet, hashtag relatable. Right. But what I was going to say that's so interesting is, so if I am craving and needing that kind of reassurance that I just talked about in the anxious attachment style, I want to feel safe. I want um, to be reassured like 500 times a day. I will say that in people that I've dated where they are right there wanting to offer that, nope, I just didn't want Mm. 
that pattern, you know, that energy pattern. You can push it away. I push even that away. Even though you want it. Even though a part of me I see could benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Those were the people, whenever they came on strong in that way, where it's like, I'll give you the world. I'm right here. Whatever you want. Here, here. It's all here. Mm. I don't want it. Mm. And I think that just just goes to show that there is a dance with that energy pattern that we experienced as a child that has to run its course. You have to have... Well, you don't have to. I'll take that back. But it, there's a a deeper healing that can occur from that. You know? Yeah. Because I think in that other type of relationship where they're there wanting to give all the reassurance, uh-huh. I think... Cause, because I've dated people like that. I think I would get bored and feel stifled. Mm. You know, so it's so mm-hmm. tricky. It's really tricky yeah, because do I need healing in the way in the way that that shows up? No, I need healing from that pattern that is more stoic. Because there's a trust that or, needs to come with that, right? If someone is there wanting to give you the world and all these things, mm-hmm. what trust needs to develop there really? Yes, I I You know what, what I'm saying? Mean. Yeah. But why don't you yeah. share a little bit about your wound. I mean, we have, we have a lot of wounds. How much time do we have wound. to share about our wounds? <laughs> yeah, right. And how I contribute to like tr- triggering that. Well, yeah, I feel like I'm going to get all mixed up. And before I do share my wounds, because it's going to sound somewhat similar to Sienna's, I think let's acknowledge that all of our wounds, just if you're a human being, I think all the wounds are very, very, very similar. Yeah, they and lead to this to a similar, yeah, place at the, the at the core, the very kernel of it. I think it's all wanting to matter. Yeah. I think it's wanting to be loved and matter, loved for who you are, and wanting to matter. Yes, yeah, and feeling and feeling safe. Yeah, right, feeling safe, just yeah. intrinsically safe, mm-hmm. not because mm-hmm. of anything you've done or achieved or proven, or, right? You know, and yet we still have that desire to feel like we matter because of what we can contribute. Mm-hmm. Anyway, going in circles I know, there's again. so much See, because we do need that. The Ouroboros, the snake that eats its tail. If you go far enough in one direction, you'll, you'll come back to You're gonna um, eat your own the tail. opposite thing. Okay. Right. Only the real nerds will get that one. So my wound I have articulated as feeling insignificant and feeling like I don't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter if I'm here or not. I'm mm. completely expendable. Just overlook me because mm. I don't okay. care. That, that's, I, I think my wound has to do with that. Oh, also, can I just say mm-hmm. that I think when we think of wounds, if we really want to like geek out, we also have to remember that what impacts our wounds is culture and our ancestry Mm-hmm. There are wounds from our ancestry that bleed over into the wounds that we have today. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, anyways, go ahead. Yes. Uh, let's see. Well, the thing that's coming to my mind mm-hmm. is a response to what you shared earlier about... Um, How I'm not affectionate. Not <laughs> what you said off air? <laughs> um, no, like not feeling safe or, or like you want that reassurance 
that you are safe and that you are mm-hmm. um, desired, mm-hmm. you know, but yet you feel uncomfortable when you are shown that, like mm-hmm. you want to push it away. Mm-hmm. And that's I disorganized, th- right? The disorganized attachment style. Okay. Yes. Wanting it and pushing it away. Yeah, I guess okay. so it can be associated with that. But I find it's very interesting that I think because of my wounds mm-hmm. of feeling like I have needed to deal with being or feeling insignificant, mm-hmm. I feel like one way that I have dealt or coped with that is kind of coming to terms with it, is kind of being in one way regarding myself in that way of like, hey, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to show up. I'm going to contribute. Mm-hmm. But if nobody even notices, I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah. And healthy or not, regardless of that, I feel like when I, when I, in our relationship, mm-hmm. I almost project that onto you, I think. Mm. And um, in a way that results in me uh, kind of feeling like, well, if I try to show you that you are desire, you know, like affection and that you matter, if you don't get that message, if you, if it doesn't feel like, Received. You're, like you're taking it in, mm-hmm. then, well, then I, you're like, oh, well, yeah, exactly. that's what I thought. Exactly. Like, like, well, I tried. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of uh, behavior from on my part, mm-hmm. it, it triggers it my causes, wounds. right. It yeah. causes problems in our yeah. relationship. Yeah. You know, so it's like, that's an example of like, yeah. well, here we are with our, with our wounds, with our attachment style. Here's my baggage with our wounds. I come with these <laughs> crates. <laughs> right, right. Here's my <laughs> luggage tags and the carry-ons back there. Yeah. Um, but you know that's that's the lesson. That's mm-hmm. the school of life that we're in. Yeah. Of like, okay, even if I do instinctually have that reaction of like, oh well, mm-hmm. on my my end, you know, my work and the potential for fulfillment and reward in my life is to not stop there. Yeah, and not cut be like, it oh, out. Well. Cut it out, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's it's, the thing too. I think we, uh, it all comes down to vulnerability. That's a whole year of podcasts. Like, what does it mean to be vulnerable? Because I think sometimes when we hang out in the wound, the wounded space, and we believe. We've lived with the wounds for so long, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? That becomes our shield. Yes, and it's it becomes our yeah. Right? It's, it's familiar. It's the thing that I know we how to know, do this. even if it was once so painful and can still be painful. We're so numb. We're so used to that level of pain, the inertia of it. But the fresh, but the new, a new pain of a new potential pain of being vulnerable and putting ourselves out there. So scary. Cause we don't know what that, what a, uh, just by being vulnerable, you're being open to a fresh pain mm-hmm. and all these, all the old pain, like we know the old pain, mm-hmm. 
we can, you know, but then it starts to get boring. And when you're bored of it and and ready to just move on and mm -hmm. mix it up, then the... That's when the greatest rewards come. Right. When it, when it used to feel scary, Mm -hmm. uh, this is my experience anyways, when it used to um, sound scary, Mm -hmm. it can start to sound exciting. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't even have to be such big pain. Like for me, the, the practice for me is to be more physically affectionate Mm. because I just, I don't, I just don't have that in me. Like I can do it with animals, (laughs) but with humans, because I learned early on in my life that humans weren't safe, Mm. it's not a go-to for me. Mm. And so I find that it's not hard to be physically affectionate. It's just not at just the top of my mind. Yeah, you just don't think of it. I don't think of it. Yeah. And so when I'm on that track of thinking about it, like I'm going, oh yeah, okay, I forgot. I want to be physically affectionate. I want to be that kind of person. Uh, it goes well, but it, it's hard to make it stick mm-hmm. because the grooves in my brain are not there yet, you know? It's kind of like And then I forget. And then I'm like, oh, and then in the morning I'll tell Toast, oh my God, you didn't remind me. <laughs> then I'll blame her. You didn't, you didn't remind yeah, me yeah. that I need to be more affectionate. Um, so it's just kind of interesting. Maybe I need to ask your help, for your help. Sienna, you need to remind me to give you gifts. <laughs> yeah? That's I don't thing. know, but now we're ta- we've been having this whole talk about purging. I don't know if I want things, you okay. know what I mean? Okay. That so was that number was one. number one. Wounds. Remember Woo-hoo! the wounds. Wounds. So fun. So now, as promised, bonus. The bonus. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. So we just realized after, you know, weeks ago, right? We sat down, made this top 10 list, and we're like, oh, yeah, this was helpful. That was helpful. And we hope, dear listener, you have found some of this helpful. Then we realized, you know, we totally forgot that one of the biggest reasons for stress and strife in relationships has to do with finances. And yeah, we raise our hands and we have had stress in our relationship because of finances. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we also realize, you know, what informs all of these things, Mm -hmm. all of the top 10 things is health. Oh, just my physical health. Like how is we, your yeah. mental health? Did you get enough sleep? Are mm-hmm. you in a physical and emotional space to be able to fight well and have some yes. kind of, you know, personal uh, restraint in the tone of voice that you use and how you're going to respond instead of react? Because so, all those things impact it. Yeah. So we realized, you know what? Health and finances, those are two Big, big things. And Physical health, financial health. Yes. And we're not talking about like being, just happening to, um, hey, you're lucky enough to be healthy or you're lucky enough to be in a place of financial security. No, it's more about being able to be a team when putting deliberate attention mm-hmm. towards your health. Mm-hmm. For instance, and just your finances. Yeah, just today, like I've had it up to here with the Instagram rabbit hole. And whoa, for weeks. Whoa, going after Instagram. Whoa. Okay, I have a love hate relationship with Instagram. Don't be. So, 
I have felt very controlled by it and have been trying on my own. Normally I can try on my own and I can reset the line for myself with social media. I've been having a hard time lately. And so just today, Toast and I started talking and I said, I need your help with this. Can we both try this by having a set time, by checking Instagram, not first thing in the morning, but towards the evening, once a day, once a day, checking once a day to just help reset the pattern. Will this be healthier for each of us individually? Absolutely. Will it be healthier then also for our relationship? Absolutely. Because how many times are we, we have a show on TV, the TV's going, playing a show, but Toast is on her phone I'm on my phone. What is that, people? What is that? <laughs> oh, Lord. Like, so anyways, being able to navigate um, conscious, making a conscious choice together for the betterment of each person and the relationship on the whole, I think is super important. And one of the things regarding health is I just love the topic. And I'm grateful for that because I love learning about things. And I'm grateful that Toast also appreciates health, but she's not necessarily the person that will I'm less into look the stuff up. Chemistry and biology of it, I guess. You're interested I guess in it. I'm interested you in are, it, on, you, but more in a macro on a macro level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I will bring to her, hey, we need to add luteolin to our supplements because X, Y, Z. And she is open enough and values health enough and our relationship to be on board. And then sometimes she won't be, but it's like, well, I'll understand why. Like she'll explain to me why, or she'll send me a link on collagen and why it's a waste of time to supplement with collagen. And don't listen to us because you, you should supplement with collagen, but a certain type of collagen. And at the time we weren't. So anyways, all of that to say, finding your way of communication to talk about these really important topics like your health, all of your, this was the year for us of taking all our um, physical wellness steps. This was a big year had, of catch up for us. That we had put on hold partly due to COVID. Right. So we, we made sure we prioritized it and I led the charge and I said, we have to do this. Tos was right there. Okay, sign me up. And we're, we're doing all those things. Mm-hmm. And next year will be something different. Toast is taking our um, charge of our financial health. And she's like, we have to explore this. I'm like, okay, let's do it. I put it more resistance because I like to know, I like routine because routine keeps me safe. So when she's introducing something new to me, it's a little bit more of a challenge for her, I would say. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I... <laughs> I will meet you where you're at. It just takes a little longer. Well, so much of it is about having that deliberate time set aside. Right. Instead Instead of of just like it's a stressful day and we're throwing in, hey, we need to invest $5,000 in this. Oh my God. Right. In passing. Yeah. Instead of thinking that you can just bring it up casually at dinner and it's going to get settled. No. Right. And here I'll add something else to the bonus section here. Have one dedicated time each week to, t- to have a meeting. You don't have to have a business to have a weekly meeting, but just a meeting once a week 
to talk about either your schedules, to connect on those very logistical things, but also to have those conversations or to start the conversations on those bigger things. Longer term stuff. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that was kind of fun for us recently, so this touches on adventure, which was one of our, Mm -hmm. and people are just going to probably laugh at us, but I'm going to be vulnerable and talk about it. So the other, the other week in our groceries, we were accidentally sent this giant bag of Doritos and we have not eaten a Dorito in, I would say probably 20 years. You think so? No, not that long. Anyway, at least five years. That's long enough. Five years? I mean, maybe there was a stray Dorito. No. You've eaten Doritos then. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, there was that time in 1990 something. You really think it's been, it's been longer than five years. Okay. I don't, I do the the grocery shopping and I don't remember buying us Doritos unless you're sneaking around and eating Doritos toast. Well, I don't have a, (laughs) no, I'm not sneaking Doritos (laughs) Anyways, the whole point is that we we normally don't eat Doritos, but it was so kind of fun to have accidentally been sent (laughs) the bag of Doritos. But here's the thing. If you're eating Doritos and Twinkies and Pepsi and and ham sandwiches every... I mean... Getting drunk. You know, yeah, it's a lot. Like how are you supposed to be, how are you like able to think clearly having your body so busy processing all those things? Yeah. Now we absolutely do not eat perfect by any means at all, but changing our habits from being Twinkie eaters and Pepsi <laughs> drinkers from early in the day yeah. to where we are now, it's been helped. a journey, but that journey that journey consisted of hundreds of conscious choices that we discussed along the way. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself has been bonding. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it gets so, you know, when we've gotten into the certain spirit of like, oh, yeah, it's a little challenge. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, it kind of helps the inertia of making it fun. Yeah, like this social media thing that we are just starting today. Oh my God, we just decided. <laughs> and how many times have we tried to look at our phone? It's, we just it's decided it like an wild. hour ago. Yeah. And one time, just oh, in that hour, goodness. one time I tapped on the Instagram icon <laughs> by accident and it opened up and I was like, oh no, no, no. And I closed it. <laughs> uh, you know, they should make an app where an alarm will go off if you check into certain apps that you don't want to check into. Oh my into. gosh, I wonder if that exists. That would be hilarious, Like a little, right? you know, if you tap it where it tells you. Goes, woo, 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 woo. That would be so Exactly funny. that. You just woke up the cat. All right. Thanks for joining us. We hope again that you got something out of all of this. Blathering on about top 10 things we've learned in our 22-year lesbian relationship. We appreciate Thank you. you out there in the world. Be kind. Live your love story. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. 
I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.